I remember years ago when our oldest daughter, Anastasia, got to go to camp. She came home and she told us this story about when her counselor found out that she was a pastor's kid. The counselor pulled her aside and said, how are you? And Anastasia said, I'm great. And the counselor looked at her and said, no, really, how are you? As if she was expecting Anastasia to share something terrible because she was a pastor's kid. Anastasia had nothing to say except, I want to grow closer to Jesus. That has always been something true of my daughter, and I have loved watching her journey of growing closer and closer to Jesus throughout her life so far. And today, as I get to spend time with her, I have the amazing opportunity to interview Anastasia, not just as my daughter, but also now as a leader of so many other young adults, people in the next generation. Turns out my shy, quiet daughter has become a lion. She roars for Jesus. She meets with God and makes him known on a daily basis. I want to find out more about what her time with Jesus looks like and how that spills out into other people's lives. I think you're going to enjoy this interview too. So I'm going to cue the intro and then let's engage this conversation with Anastasia Williams Minacucci. Discipleship starts with a conversation. Yes, God's Word teaches every Christ follower that we're the ones who can lead others God has entrusted to us into these discipleship conversations. However, just as often, other people lead us into these conversations by discipling us and giving us their godly examples to follow. That's what this series of special episodes is about. Hi, my name is Tasha Williams. I'm the founder of the Family Disciple Me Ministry, and in these interview episodes, I get the privilege of talking with some amazing, godly people about how they personally meet with God and then make Him known through their lives. I believe we're all going to be encouraged, inspired, and challenged through this. So let's get this conversation started. In this episode of Meet with God and Make Him Known, I have the immense privilege of interviewing someone who is so precious to me. Today here in the studio with me is my daughter, Anastasia. I'm so glad you're here, Stash. Thank you for saying yes. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) This is not entirely comfortable for my oldest, but I know that as we have these few moments together here in the studio. I know that Anastasia is passionate about Jesus. He is her heart's cry. He is the one she is living for. And so as she impacts so many people in her world, in her ministry, in her relationships, I'm thrilled that we get to have you share some of that with us today on this podcast episode. So Anastasia, let's start by you telling us about how you gave your life to Jesus in the first place. Well, I remember the day like it was yesterday, even though it wasn't. But I remember I was five years old and you and dad were tucking me into bed one night. And I don't remember the details of the day, but I just remember it had been a bad day for our family. (laughs) Everything that could go wrong had gone wrong. And it was just, I think, one of those parenting moments where you were like, we just need to put her in bed and (laughs) say goodnight and pray. Um, 
But I remember as as dad specifically was tucking me in, I just felt this this burning in my heart and I felt this this just need to give my life to the Lord. And so I remember it just kind of spilled out of my mouth of like, I need to give my heart to Jesus right now. And you guys were like, right now? <laughs> I was like, yes, right now, for whatever reason, like it needs to happen in this moment. Um, and I just felt, honestly, I think looking back on it now, I just felt the Holy Spirit in that moment, like impressing that on my heart that right then was the moment that I needed to give my life to him. And so I I prayed the prayer with you all. And I remember, I think I called my Aunt Ellen afterwards to tell her and just remember that there was so much joy, like just immediately upon inviting Jesus to come in my heart, like I knew I knew that he was there and I remember it. Um, even though I was so young, I can still remember how it felt in that moment to ask the Lord to come and then to feel him come and fill my heart. Um, and then I remember being baptized pretty soon after that. And I remember I fell into the hot tub <laughs> on my way in to get dunked. So I got dunked multiple times, which everyone laughed at. But um, I just remember from such a young age, just feeling so serious about it and just knowing that I love Jesus and I wanted to do what it took to make him known. One of my favorite parts of your growing up story is how you decided you were going to start reading the Bible. Tell us about that. I remember, I think it was during a summer trip that our family took to California. And again, I think just that that feeling of that impression on my heart of this is just something I need to do. Like this is what it looks like to follow Jesus is to read his word and put it into practice. And so I believe it was the summer that I turned 12 that I just made a commitment to the Lord of like, I don't know if this is a a life thing, but for this summer, I'm going to read the Bible every single day. And I did. I think maybe there was one day that summer that I missed. And I also remember that summer that our sprinkler system got struck by lightning and it blew up and was in flames, quite literally. But I remember, so I was in charge of of turning on and turning off sprinklers manually that summer. And so um, for weeks, and I just remember I would turn on a sprinkler and I would sit and I'd read, you know, a book of the Bible, and then I'd go turn the next sprinkler. And I just remember spending hours and hours. So it wasn't even just that I was reading the Bible every day. I was reading pretty massive chunks of it um, and definitely didn't understand everything, but just began to get a heart for the Word of God as I did. Um, I mean, I was 12, so my my understanding of what was there was probably pretty limited, but just began to see the narrative of Scripture, especially as I read the Bible in its entirety. Um, And I don't remember if I read the whole thing in that summer. I probably did. Um, But just turn into this hunger for God's word that has since become a rhythm in my life of getting into the word of God every day. And while that practice has looked different in, in different seasons of my life, I think just that, just the stewarding of the word and just the hungering for it and just the knowing how much I need it was really something that was birthed in me during that summer when I was 12. Amen. Well, fast forward and i remember that there was a summer that we had the opportunity to travel as a family of 7 and we were at Beulah Beach Camp in Ohio sitting on the shores of Lake Erie an incredible moment you were sitting there with your dad and i and of course we're a pastor's family so you're a pk and not wanting to put pressure on you but let you be who god has created you to be i remember that summer sitting by the lake that you looked at your dad and i and you told us about something very special that he was doing in your heart what he was calling you to can you tell us about that i do not remember this at all <laughs> That's great. Well, I to be re- fair, to be fair, I was very ill at the time, and yes. I have memory loss, so I 
genuinely don't remember at all what you're talking about. That is true. And wow, that is another story for another day. I've told about Anastasia's illness and about Mm -hmm. her profound healing in my story, as I've shared that over the years. Sometime I want to get you here into the podcast studio to tell that story from your perspective, Mm -hmm. because wow, that is an amazing story. But in that season of profound illness and memory loss. <laughs> yep. You told your dad and I that you felt like God was calling you to be a pastor's wife. And mm. as a pastor's wife, that was significant to me as your mom. And I recorded that in my journal like, wow, God is beginning to call my my daughter, my firstborn into full-time ministry. So there, there you go. I'm sharing your story. Thanks for <laughs> reminding me of that, that God spoke. I'm sure it's in a journal somewhere. It is. It is. So fast forward from there, we send you off to college, to Grand Canyon University. You go to school, and God begins to work in your life. It wasn't easy that first year, that first semester. Tell us about how you eventually found your way into a body of believers there and what God did in your life. I think that was a huge journey for me entering into GCU. So GCU, is the tagline is private, Christian, affordable. (laughs) And I think I knew very little about the school. And I think I was a little bit shocked by the nominal Christianity that was there when I got there. And so Jesus had obviously been moving and speaking and doing a lot in my life from a young age. And so I think I entered into that freshman year very much like I spend time with God every day and I love Jesus and I obey what the, what the Bible says and my morality is based on what scripture says and not what I feel. Um, and not not from a place of being perfect, but I think from being a place of wanting to be submitted to the Lord in all areas of my life. And very quickly, I found out how different um, that was compared to a lot of my peers. And so it, honestly, it was quite a journey to find a place of Christian community in college. I um, very much bounced around from friend group to friend group and had a lot of friends that said that they loved the Lord, but a lot of their life did not reflect that. And so not only was that confusing to me because that was the first time that I had interacted with that a lot, um, it got very just discouraging to me as I was in a friend group and I was like, okay, I'm not I'm not here to party. And so <laughs> find a different friend group and they would also be doing the same thing or worse things. And it was like, oh man, like Jesus, where, where are the Jesus people on this campus? I thought that they would be here. Like that's what I'm longing for and what I had had in youth group um, in high school. And so just was looking for, for community to go deep. And I was very grateful. One of my roommates also really loved the Lord. And so during that particular season, she and I would spend time with God together most days. And we had a third roommate who had never read the Bible in her whole life um, and very spontaneously just grabbed her Bible off her shelf. It had been given to her, I think, when she got confirmed or something. And so we began to read the Bible together and invite her into that and actually begin to teach her how to read the Bible. And so there began to be this really sweet thing that actually started happening in my dorm room with my roommates of of us beginning to go to the Word of God together and beginning to learn what it looked like to be more like Jesus, even as we were looking for friends and bouncing around all over the place. But I remember one night I got invited to a Bible study that was happening on campus and was like, maybe this is it. Like, maybe this is the community that I've been longing for and looking for. And went into this crammed out dorm room. There were like 30 people in this tiny little living room and sitting room only, everybody's sitting on the floor. Um, but these people loved God. Um, and I remember reading the word of God and we talked about it, we discussed it, we worshiped and we prayed. And I was like, man, like almost like that feeling of your soul coming home of like, man, these are my people. Like this is, these are the things that I'm about. These are the places that I'm wanting to grow. 
was super cool because God, this group was new. So it was just this thing that God was beginning to do on campus. And ultimately, most of these people were in transitioning to a new church. And so they invited me to this church. And I just remember going and, and people were worshiping and they were praying for each other. And, and I was like, is this real? Like, is this legit? Like, I've seen so much fake discipleship to Jesus where it's very half-hearted and, and people being half in and I just remember being like, man, I really hope this is real. Like, I really hope it is. And long story short, it was real. And now that's the church that I've been on staff at for about two and a half years now. But it was crazy because I think I needed that season of of being a little bit lost in the world in the sense of trying to figure out my way to my Jesus people so that I could find that place in myself of going to Jesus, um, which then just has made the community since then so much sweeter. Praise God. It has been such a joy to watch that as your mom from home and and just see you continue to grow with the Lord there. So much in that story, because as you found your Jesus people, you also found your husband. And yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> you found your man, and the two of you are college pastors for Antioch Church to Grand Canyon University. So how do you, as we enter that part of the story, how do you— meet with God and make him known. So you've shared some of that in this interview, but with Family Disciple Me, we talk a lot about seek him, speak him. We use the lingo meet with God and make him known. Do your devotions and then go make disciples. So Anastasia, in your life now, how do you seek him? How do you meet with God as a college pastor, as a wife, as a young adult? What does that look like? It's a great question. I think I think it has shifted a little bit in this season, actually. Um, and I think that's one of the things that I've learned the longer I've walked with God is that routine is good to a certain point, And then there reaches a point where you got to switch it up a little bit to keep. It's like any relationship. If you only ever do the same thing with a friend, that gets pretty boring. And so I think with the Lord recognizing when things are getting a little stale and needing to switch up, switch up time with him. But for the most part, I spend time with God first thing when I wake up in the morning. And I don't think that's the only way to do it. But that's the time that my mind is the most clear and I think the most ready to to meet with the Lord. And so I will get up and usually Chris makes this coffee. That's his job because it takes me a little longer to wake up. But get my coffee, get my Bible, get my journal. And in this season, something that's been really highlighted for me has been just the practice of Thanksgiving. Um, and that verse of like, I want to enter his gates with Thanksgiving has really just convicted my heart of I think a lot of times when I approach the Lord, I want something or I'm like, I got to get my time with him. So I'm full before I go do my ministry thing for the day. And really just that that reminder of like, no, but actually I want to enter his gates with thanksgiving and praise and actually look upward before I start looking inward at myself. And so in this season, that has looked like having a specific journal where every day I just write out things that I'm grateful for and try to be specific and try to do something different than the day before and mm-hmm. and just look into like the details of my life and the places where God is showing up and it's a really sweet place of testimony, too, because I love to look back at it. And I'm like, man, like that was so good when God did that three weeks ago. Like that encourages me today that he did that, even though it was a little bit ago. And so that's been a huge way that I've been starting time with him in this season. And then the next thing is the word of God. And so this has looked a little bit different in this season. Usually I read it Genesis to Revelation and then I go back through and read it again. But Something that you've learned at home. Yes. And <laughs> just beginning to end over and over, over again. Over and over again, <laughs> which maybe sounds crazy, but I think the Bible's meant to be read as a whole book. Um, and so you begin to see things that 
even this morning as I was reading, I was like, man, like this thing in Genesis and this thing in Judges, I've never noticed that before, but there's like corollaries here. I'm like, man, Lord, that's so cool. And so I love, I love reading the Bible that way. But in this season, it has looked a little bit more like just kind of asking the Lord in the morning of what should I read? Um, and again, on that word of just needing, needing to do something new, something fresh. And so mm-hmm. um, I've been bouncing around a little bit between the Old Testament and the New Testament, but digging into the scriptures. And if there's things I don't understand, I'll pull out like my Logos Bible app and I'll, I'll put stuff in there and, and Google it and try and study it so that I'm understanding. Um, but then also just looking for what's sticking out to me, like what's being highlighted for me in that day. And usually I take that as that's what the Lord is speaking to us or speaking to me on that day. And so I'll read the word of God and usually whatever sticks out, I'll write it in my journal so that I can reflect on it and go a little bit deeper kind of in a more um, introspective way. And so journaling is also a huge part of my time with the Lord. Um, I love to pray through writing out prayers because I find that it actually focuses my mind. If it's just me praying by myself, I can get lost in outer space, especially when it's early in the morning. Um, But writing it down kind of just grounds me um, and helps me really pray through adoring the Lord and thanking him for things or confession of sin or um, supplication, praying things for myself or praying things for other people. Um, And I really do try to make intercession a part of my my day every day. That isn't always that first spot in the morning. Sometimes that's when I'm driving through crazy Phoenix traffic and I have 30 minutes and I'm like, okay, this is my prayer time. Um, But really trying to incorporate journaling and prayer is a time in the morning. And another type of prayer that I often will do in the morning is what I would call listening prayer. And really what that is, is I just ask the Lord questions and then I stop talking and I just sit and I wait and see um, what he has to speak to me. And so, I mean, I'll ask him things like, what do you love about me? Um, Which maybe sounds silly, but needing that fresh encouragement from God, like I need identity spoken over me and I need it spoken by him and not the world. Um, And so inviting him to speak identity or Lord, is there anything you want to tell me about my day? Like, do you want to tell me about someone you want me to pray for? Or do you want to speak some encouragement to me about a situation that I'm I'm going to be facing during the day? But asking questions and just engaging with the voice of God, making sure that I'm giving him space to speak and not just being the one talking all the time, but listening um, and just giving him, giving him the floor. And then usually that's the end of my time with the Lord. Recently, if I have a little bit longer, I've been playing the piano, playing guitar and just worshiping in that way, which has been really sweet. Um, And then on days when I have longer time with the Lord, I'll go on a walk with Jesus or other things like that. So that's a normal day in the life (laughs) of me with God. I love that. Anastasia, out of that place of meeting with God, you make him known to so many people. And as your mom, it just blesses my heart so much to see how your life is being multiplied for Jesus in in so many other lives. Would you tell us about how you make him known in your world? I think— I mean, mostly in the season because I'm so highly involved in college ministry. And then I also am an administrator for our church's discipleship school, quite literally. And so I have a discipleship group that I also run in that, um, that ironically is also with college-aged girls. So I spend a lot of my time with college-aged girls. But um, I, I meet, I think there's probably seven girls as of right now that I'm meeting with weekly for what we call discipleship. And so what that looks like for me in my context is is meeting with girls. And usually it's an hour, an hour and a half, depending on how much time we need. But kind of the model that I follow, um, and I didn't come up with this, but it's called Heartward Go. And basically, when I meet for discipleship with someone, I'm checking in with their heart um, because I think there's a huge place of like, how are you actually doing? Like, what is happening in your life? 
what is stressful, what's a win, bring me into your world and kind of that place of friendship and mm-hmm. discipleship of like, I care about you as a person, not just about like making sure your behavior is on track to look more like Jesus, but I'm like, oh, like I care about your soul and your world and what's happening. And college girls have lots of things happening <laughs> that they always want to talk about. So usually I don't have to ask a lot of questions. Usually they have a lot of things that they <laughs> that they're ready to tell me as soon as they see me. Um, and then I'll move into the word part. And I usually pray ahead of time and ask the Lord for what we should talk about on any given week. Or um, if it's someone who's a little bit more mature in their walk with God, I'll ask them what God's already doing in them. And I just partner with that. And so if God is already speaking to them a lot about patience, I'm like, great, let's just read some more of God's word about patience. Like, let's just already partner with what God is doing. Um, But with freshmen, a lot of times they're like, what is God doing in me? I don't know. No one's ever asked me that before. I don't know how to answer that question. I will take it more on myself then to wait on God, ask him for what we should do. And usually the the really encouraging thing is that we hear God. Like if we walk with Jesus, we hear him and he speaks. And there's been so many times in discipleship that they're like, why did you pick that? How did you know? Like, I don't know. It was just the Lord, which is really sweet. And so we'll get into the word of God and we'll read a passage and we'll just talk about it and talk about what stands out to us. Where is God in this? How does this reflect to us as humanity? And ultimately, how do we obey? Um, Because I think true discipleship, when we're engaging with the word of God, it's going to lead us to a place of obedience and looking more like Jesus. And so from there, we move into the third part of the model, which is go. And your go is how am I obeying? Like, how am I everything we just talked about? What am I going to do about it now in my day to day so that I look more like Jesus a week from now than I do right now? And so that's kind of the basic model that that I think about when I'm meeting with someone for discipleship. And obviously, sometimes that plan goes out the window. But it's not really discipleship if you don't open the Word of God, in my opinion. It's just a coffee date with a friend. And so mm-hmm. I try to be really intentional that it's like, man, like, what is Jesus doing in your life? Tell me, like, what's hard? What's good? Um, what's he speaking? How are you obeying? Okay, great. How are we going to keep furthering in this journey? And I really just try to come alongside the girls that I disciple in that. Um, and then also encouraging them to then go and do the same thing with other people. Because I think discipleship, as we see modeled in the Gospels, is that it's reproducible. And so what I'm receiving, I need to go and give away. And actually in the kingdom of God, we learn more from giving things away than just by receiving them. And so we have tried really hard to make a reproducible discipleship culture in our college ministry because we've just found that that's the way of Jesus and it's the way that leads to the most life. And right now you're actually amongst the young women you're discipling, you're discipling one of your younger sisters. I am. (laughs) And she's a freshman at GCU. So I love that. I see your impact in her life. I am a proud mama. There is no greater joy than to see your children walk in the truth. And I see Anastasia walking in the truth and along Mm, with her husband, Chris. So we are proud of you and just pray God's blessings over your ministry and your marriage and in your lives. Thank you for being examples of how to meet with God Mm. and then go make him known. You know, as our listeners today, I hope that you're encouraged. If you're a young person, if you're a young adult, I want you to know that your life makes a difference when you live for Jesus. It's so easy in your in your youth to live for yourself. Everything about the world is inviting you to live for yourself, to engage the world and, and just to focus on the things of the world. But when you choose to live the different story of meeting with God, and making him known, your life has an impact, not just for today, but for eternity. And so 
as we leave this place, as we close this podcast episode, Anastasia, when I interviewed Chris, I asked him to pray the sending over us. So normally I pray the blessing, but I want to invite you to do that as well. If you would pray over our listeners today, whoever God brings into this place of hearing that they would be sent people to go seek him and then speak him themselves. Absolutely. Jesus, we love you. We just thank you for this time. And God, I just pray over every listener of this, Lord, that you would just do a deeper download of what it looks like to follow you, God, to be a disciple of you, and then to go and make disciples of others. And so, God, I just pray that you would bless our secret places. God, would you come and would you speak and would you move powerfully in, in people's individual time with you? But God, would ultimately that lead to overflow that transfers into discipleship that, that reaches other people, God, that reaches our nation and the nations of the earth, God. And so, Father, I just pray a blessing over each person. And God, I would ask that you would come and move powerfully in each person's life, God. And would they give away all that they've received. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Friend, seek him, speak him. Go with God. Until next time, God bless you.